0: Welcome to Living the Word Today, brought to you by Mount Calvary Baptist Church. We invite you to spend the next few minutes studying God's Word with your Bible teacher, Jesse Wagoner. Pastor Wagoner's desire for you is to not only understand God's truth, but to help you live it today. More resources can be found on our website, livingthewordtoday.com. Now it is time to open your heart and your Bible for your time in the Word. We are glad to have you listening today, but would you like even more quality Bible teaching? If so, please visit our website where you can listen and watch past episodes and learn and interact with others as we focus on God's Word. The place to get started is our website, calvarywv.com. We would also love to have you visit with us in person. Mount Calvary is located at 1509 Bigley Avenue in Charleston, West Virginia at the Westmoreland exit, half mile north of the I-64, I-77 split. To learn more, visit calvarywv.com.
1: your name, the mountains shake and crumble. At your name, the oceans roar and tumble. At your name, angels will bow. The earth will rejoice your people cry
2: Well, it is the 4th of July, and I want to wish you a happy holiday. This is, the, this is the the season in which we celebrate all things America. We celebrate our independence, the birth of our nation, all those good things that bind us together, and all the blessings we think about and we thank God for by living in this land. But you know, all is not well in America or in the world, and in fact, it never has been since the Garden of Eden, because sin is at work in this world. Satan is alive and well and walking around in this world seeking to influence people and seeking to pull their attention away from God Almighty. But on this day, on this day that we celebrate, we think about our desire to see God bless America. All the way back in 1918, the songwriter Irving Berlin penned the words and the tune to a song that we have come to know and be part of the the tapestry of the music that celebrates America. That beautiful song, God Bless America. It really didn't become popular until 1938 and sort of the, 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 as the storm clouds of World War II began to brew over Europe and there was concern in America. And Kate Smith took this song and sang it on a radio show and it became popular throughout World War II and it remains popular today. And it's a prayer. It's a prayer of asking God to bless this land. But you know, even as we should pray for God to bless our land, there are certain responsibilities that rest on us. And that's what I want us to focus on as we get into the word today. Not only for America, certainly we have that in view, but also for us as individuals, us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, but for us as a people, that we have certain responsibilities. If we expect God to bless us, he expects us to be responsible in certain areas. And I'm going to take you back to the Old Testament, Second Chronicles chapter 7, where we have this wonderful scene where Solomon, King Solomon, David's son, is now finished and completed the building of the temple in Jerusalem. They have this massive celebration, and they're worshiping God. And in the midst of this, God speaks. And uh, beginning in verse 12 of chapter 7, he speaks. And I want to just zero in on one statement he makes to Solomon in verse 14. 2 Chronicles 7.14. And as we look at these words, remember now, it was indeed spoken to Israel. They are his people in a very special, unique, non-duplicated way. But as far as principle, these things still hold true. If we do the things that we should do and we come to God in the way that we should, if we really put our focus on him, then it puts us in this position of blessing. 7.14, 2 Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land oh we like the promises at the end of that verse don't we that god will hear from heaven he will hear our cries and he will respond with what to bring healing to our land I think you know, as I do, that there's much that needs healed in our land, particularly starting in the hearts of people, that they would come to know God. But it starts with us as God's people, the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would live up to our responsibilities. And we start with this very basic idea that we must accept our responsibilities in this equation of blessing. And there's actually four of them. They're all right here in this verse, so we want to look at them Together, if you'll just uh, look at them with me. Verse uh, uh, 14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, requirement number one is humility. Humility means simply treating God as God and keeping ourselves in our place. Remember that we are the created beings, He is the Creator. We are the people who are finite, He is the God who is infinite. He is the God who is above all, we are the God who is under Him means just sort of keeping ourselves in our place. One of the problems we get into is when we lose our humility and we're lifted up with pride, believing we can do anything that we want, that all of our decisions are right, that all of our opinions are correct, that we are free to do anything and everything that we want to do. Well, humility drives us in a different direction. We know that we are needy. We know that we are, we are lowly. We know that we are desperate, desperately in need of a God to intervene in our lives. With that, that reality in place, I wanna think about humility. And I wanna just talk to you today about the starting point of humility as we think about it. And uh, since uh, this message was given to Solomon when he built the temple, I wanna look use some of Solomon's words. We're gonna look at four key verses from the book of Proverbs to help us understand the starting places of these responsibilities. Responsibility number one is humility. Look Look with me at Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10, follow along as I read. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. One more time. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So here we see the starting point of humility is a knowledge of God. Now the very starting point of the knowledge of God is to come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just take a moment and say for any of you watching today that have never never got this nailed down and this surety. You don't have this surety of faith that you're one of God's children. That your sins are forgiven. That you're on your way to heaven when you exit this life. And God is at work in your life right now. You can come to Him. The thing that separates us from Him is this thing called sin. And a God who is holy cannot have anything sinful in His presence. So He has to do something about our sin. And we can't do anything ourselves about our sin. We have to come the way the remedy that God gives us and that was through the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ he died and in his death he paid sin's price your debt is paid Well you say well then we're good to go right no there's this one final step we need to receive that personally we need to believe that we need to trust in that we need to turn from our sins and turn to him in obedience and trust him to save us there is this necessity, and we'll talk about that later in our message here from 714 of 2 Chronicles. But there is this need to turn to Him. If you need help with that decision, need someone to pray with you, counsel with you, take time to go through the Scriptures and show you how, that, how, how, how you can be saved and have that assurance, I would just say, contact us. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Maybe there's a Christian friend or maybe a member of your family that you know is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can just say, help me understand what it means to be saved. You reach out to Him. But that knowledge of God, which is the starting point of humility, is far more than just being saved. It means that we increase in our knowledge of God as believers. We will never reach the, the, the bottom of the depths of the infinite, infinite God that we serve. But He has revealed so much to us in the pages of Scripture. Thank you for joining me today in this study of the Scriptures. You've done a good thing as we look into God's Word to learn more about Him. And He speaks here in verse 14 of Second Chronicles uh, of, of chapter 7. He speaks to us and He says, This is what I require if you want to have a blessed land, if you want to have a healed land, if you want to know that I have heard from heaven and I have responded. So listen carefully. So the study of God's word is important. Julie and I recently with a small group that a life group that we are a part of. And, and we just enjoyed opening the Bible, looking at some truths and sharing with other people. So let me encourage you to, to get involved in a life group. You can just go to our website at calvarywv.com, and you can find out how you can get involved in life group. If you're watching outside of the Charleston area, maybe the church you're involved in or church you should be involved in uh, has uh, similar small groups that you can study classes, Sunday school, whatever you call them study God's Word. And then make a commitment to be to be part of a of, of a program to study God's Word yourself. Just reading it. There's someone here in the in on our church staff that's made this commitment and is just telling me how exciting this is to, to read through God's Word this year. And plugging away some of those passages are, are hard. Some of those Old Testament books seem long. But the blessing of just studying, understanding what God says, hearing what He says. Be a lifelong student of the Word of God. Find your opportunity to study, hopefully with another group of people, and even in this online setting. Lots of resources for study. Well, we move on in 714. Not only humility, but he says this to us. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Number two, second responsibility. Humility one. Number two, pray pray that we pray to God Well, we say well we certainly understand that but let's let's think a little di- deeper about prayer and let's think about it let's go back to Proverbs one more time and as we look into Proverbs let's take a look at uh, what Solomon has to say about prayer Proverbs fifteen twenty nine: the Lord is far from the wicked but he hears the prayer of the righteous one more time the Lord is far from the wicked but he hears the prayer of the righteous now think about that with me he hears our prayers The starting point of prayer is knowing that he hears. Isn't that a wonderful truth? The starting point is he he really does hear. Recently, Julie and I had three of our grandchildren with us for a week, and we met uh, their parents, my son and daughter-in-law, halfway, about two and a half hours away from Charleston. And on the drive back, we were in a thunderstorm. And as we're driving up ahead through the front window, uh, through the windshield, I saw a big bowl of lightning come out of the sky and strike some mountain top in the distance and and it was just sort of dazzling. And I kind of said to the children in the back, I said, did you see that? And our seven-year-old grandson says, "I I literally saw it. <laughs> We found out that week that literally is one of his favorite words. I literally like this dessert. I literally, and uh, that was uh, humorous for us. But if I could just borrow my seven-year-old grandson's term, he literally hears us. This is real. It's not just make-believe. It's not just some superstition. God himself hears his people when we pray. And if we, when we pray, if we have this starting point that God is listening, he's intensely listening, he inclines his ear to us, he really wants to hear what we have to say, that really changes the perspective of our prayer life, to knowing that God hears. And we've talked about this in recent days. Not only does he hear, but he cares, and he responds. Pray, pray. You want to see healing in this land of America? Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders, Pray for those elected officials. Pray for even those ones that you didn't vote for. Pray for those that are in power now. And the big prayer to pray is that they would have an understanding of the need for God in their life and in the life of this land. That there would be some openness to him. Solomon, the one who were uh, you know in the context of today's passage, as long as he listened to God, he was blessed beyond measure. His land was blessed beyond measure. Later in his life, he had some stumbles. He kind of fumbled the ball as he got close to the finish line. But as long as he walked with the Lord, he was blessed. And may our leaders have that openness to the Lord. And may we as our, in our families, in our businesses, in our communities, in our personal lives, pray. Literally talk to the Lord and know this, he literally hears you. If you have that perspective in mind, it just drives you back to say, Lord, I, I want to lift my voice to you. Uh, one of the big fears I have is sometimes we talk more about praying than actual praying. Let's make sure we pray. Let's go back to our verse, 714, one more time. My people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, seek my face. Well, what does it mean to seek God's face? You think about it. That's, a, that's, that's one thing, that's a phrase we use often. What does it mean? It really is a word of Devotion. It means pursuit. It means enthusiasm. It means desire. Lord, I want to find your word. I want to hear your voice. I want to have your favor. I want to make my life all about you. I want to come to this point where, where in my life, I am just focused on you. Devotion. Now, let's go back to some more of Solomon's words in Proverbs. And let's uh, look at what he says. In 8, 817 of Proverbs, he writes, God speaking. I love those who love me, and those who seek me, there's our phrase, who seek me diligently find me. If you seek the Lord, you're going to find him. If you just point out, point our 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 hearts in the point of direction that we're looking for him, we're trying to find him. The starting point of devotion is this, it is consistent worship. That we just keep praising the Lord. We keep talking to the Lord. We keep singing to the Lord. We keep listening to the Lord. We keep obeying the Lord that consistency of worship. Now, worship goes on all the time. It's not just when we're having an online worship service like this message is part of or when we gather in church or we're even gathering in a small group. Worship goes on all the time. It's consistent. But I want to encourage you to be consistent in those times of special worship. You're doing that right now and I commend you for that. God's going to bless you, I believe, by by your devotion to God's uh, face, seeking God's face today, seeking Him in your life today. And there's no substitute for gathering in person with other believers And I love now that we've come to this season where more and more people are gathering together. And it's just great to be back with God's people unmasked. (laughs) I told some folks, I haven't seen your whole face for 18 months. This is great. Just the other day I said that. It's just great to be back. If you're able to be back, come and join us and be part of worship. There's no substitute with hearing the voices of God's people gathered around. We love being able to present this online version and this Bible teaching. We're delivering it to you now. But also understand this is just a bridge. When you can't be here because of circumstances or physical health or whatever, work, whatever, this is the bridge to keep you connected to the family of God. And we love this opportunity. We're going to continue to fully support this opportunity. It's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing right now, teaching with you and sharing with you online. But we want you to be consistent in that. Maybe if you're not going to be able to be in in in-person worship, you go ahead and set your alarm, set your notification. You know, uh, five minutes before 10 o'clock, it's going to go off and I'm going to be as this streams live for the first time. Maybe you can't worship Sunday morning. Maybe you have to do this Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, whatever it is. But you come to this content and you be consistent in that. There's nothing that compares with that. I received a a message today from a person that's a part of our church family. Uh, Their work situation is very difficult, very intense. And uh, they absolutely cannot be here but a rare Sunday on a Sunday morning in person. But I know this person, they, they subscribe to our podcast. They watch faithfully. This is what you're watching right now. Uh, they're, they're involved in, in daily worship with, uh, with our devotional uh, recommendation of today and the word. And in fact, they shared how that's been a blessing. You know, there's, there is that seeking the face of the Lord even when circumstances are difficult. And by the way, let me give you that opportunity again to just be daily worshiping the Lord. We talked about the necessity of being in person in worship, but let me also uh, talk to you about the opportunity to worship God daily. I'd encourage you to go to todayintheword.com. That's the tool that we recommend. It's a daily devotional. You can be delivered by podcast. to be delivered by email. You can get the print version. The easiest way, if you don't go directly to the website that you see there, you can also, also go to uh, this great opportunity, which is at the bottom of every page of our website is a little link to Today in the Word. It allows you to study God's Word consistently. The month that I'm recording this in, it's all about shepherds and sheep all through the Scriptures. And there's more than 500 references to shepherds and sheep in the Bible. So it would be a great study for you to jump in and be a part of. There's some suggestions and prayers. There's some practical application. It's just that ability, that discipline of being in God's Word, a devotional time, a time to get along with God that will enable you to seek his face you want to be blessed you want to have our land blessed it's got to start with us as god's people yeah we pray that our leaders and the general populace will come to to a knowledge of the lord and what we have stamped on our money as in god we trust will really be true in our hearts but friends we have got to start with us. seek his face seek his face in worship online in the word daily all the time well there's one more that i want to take you to and it's found at the end of our verse Second Chronicles seven fourteen okay? It says, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, that's humility, and pray, that's the second one, and seek his face, that's devotion, number three, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So here we see the last one, and it's simply this, 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 this repentance, turning from sin, turning away from sin and turning to God. Once again, let's go to some of uh, Solomon's words in Proverbs, and let's see what he has to say. And here we're looking at Proverbs Uh, chapter 12 and verse 3 he simply says there a man is not established by wickedness but the root of the righteous cannot be moved the a man is established by is not established by wickedness but the root of righteousness cannot be moved so here he's saying this and this is where the starting point of repentance is The starting point of repentance, of turning from our sins, and even we as God's people still need to be rooting out sin in our life and turning it over, turning from that to God and confessing that as sin, is simply this. The starting point is to see the end. To see the end. Where does this lead? In this verse we just read from Proverbs, he talks about the root of the righteous cannot be moved. The blessing will continue. You're not going to be toppled over, blown over in the storms of life. You're going to have a life that's going to stand for something. You're going to stand for Christ. The wicked, it's, it, it, man is not established for wickedness. Wickedness is not a foundation to build on. So we need to think about the end. And, and most of our sins are known only to us and God, if you want to think about it that way. Some are on display and we understand that. And Sometimes we need to, to come before another person and, and, and ask forgiveness and get reestablished in a relationship. But most of our sins are, are, are deep in our hearts. Those sins of pride, or sins of lust, or sins of selfishness, or sins of bitterness—all those things lurk in there, and we need to do some repenting in those things. And the way to do that is to remember the end. The end is this: you want to be established and rooted in righteousness. You're going to be—you're going to be in a place where God can bless, heal land, hearing God hearing from heaven and responding accordingly, as it says in our key verse here in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. So you think about this. You need to think about what is the end. You know, I might tell a lie now for a short-term gain but it's going to in the long term erode my trustworthiness and once trust is eroded relationships in every facet of life are going to suffer you know you might be tempted to have that that moment of thinking you know someone other than my spouse may fulfill my uh, my, my life's desires okay maybe it's someone you know maybe it's some fantasy or some image on a screen and we might think that's the route to satisfaction That might seem like a short-term solution, but it is going to be a long-term loss. Look at the end. God is not pleased. God wants us to build on the relationship that we currently have. God wants us to flee from lust. He wants us, it makes God's top ten list. You know, thou shalt not commit adultery if you're a married person, to be faithful to that spouse. And build that relationship and rebuild that relationship in Christ. You can pick any number of sins. You can talk about bitterness, selfishness, whatever it is, uh, self-focus, all those things you need to turn from. Him. How do you do that? The starting point is simply this, to look at the end. If I pursue this out, if I don't make a U-turn, where am I going to end up? And when you realize that, that's your moment that you can turn back and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, spare me. Lord, strengthen me. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Because there has to be a turning from sin. We can sing, God bless America, all that we want. We can say, God bless us, all we want. And he will ultimately take care of his own. But in this life, as we live it, as we experience it, if we want blessing now, we want healing now, these four things are fully in play. It's simply this, we must humble ourselves. We must pray. We must have this life of devotion to seek his face, a life of repentance, to turn from our wicked ways. And turn back to God. Maybe the Spirit of God has spoken to you in one of those areas in particular. And I want to encourage you to pursue that in your own prayer time. And I want you to pursue that in your own reflection time and do what God calls you to do. We all want to be in the path of blessing. We all want to be in the place where God can drop His blessings out of heaven into our lives. The way to get there is this verse. Let me read it one more time for you. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. You know, Jesus, as the whole song goes, Jesus is the Lord of all. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Our lives need to be about Him. If we seek His blessing, we must focus on being in this equation of blessing in the proper place humility, prayer, devotion, repentance. Let's pray for that for ourselves and our church, our fellow believers. And let's pray for it on this 4th of July for our country that we would do these things and find, once again, God's blessing.
0: Thank you for joining us for Living the Word today. We appreciate your sharing in this study of the Scriptures. And thanks, too, for your prayers and for letting others know of this ministry as we seek to be living the Word today. We would love to have your feedback and to hear from you. And the best way to contact us is through our website, livingthewordtoday.com. Until next time, may His blessing be yours.